when I call your name. When I call your name, something happens when I call your name.
say something two seconds hey um i've been meaning to tell everyone uh the easy way to tell if your mic's on you don't have to open it up just look on the bottom there's a green light so if you ever wonder if your mic's on or not just look turn it over and look at it so i know some people like they'll open it up check if it's on or not because you can't you know they don't know if they can tell or not because it goes blank so anyway just want to give y'all a heads up so yeah i'm gonna i gotta need to tell that to the other Everybody else too, because I, I just think it's easy. It, yeah. Feel like we do. Hey, we only have two songs. Okay. Well. Put the mic in your mouth too, guys. Like y'all way out here. See, this is where y'all's mics are. Y'all up here. Get up here.
Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the United Pentecostal Church of Paris Youth Sunday. I am extremely excited. It's always such a good time to get up here and worship the Lord with everything that I have with these young people. We have a few announcements we're going to make before we get into service tonight. The midweek life groups, they're going on now through August 10th. And what that is, that's just our Wednesday night services, and our men are in here, and our women are in there. And we've already had the first week. It was just past Wednesday, and it was phenomenal. It was a great turnout on both sides, and I heard great things, and I saw great things. The women came out with these little uh, crowns on their heads, so that looked like that looked like a lot of fun. The guys didn't get our crowns, so I'm not going to put any pressure on Pastor, but maybe next week we could get something as well. <laughs> but no... It, those are wonderful, and I heavily urge you, if, if you would like to learn and increase your knowledge in, in your spirituality with God, I would heavily urge you to show up for those Wednesday night services. And then Youth Sunday, that is tonight. And so congratulations, you guys all made it. And so we're going to have a great time tonight. And then we're having a going away celebration for Sister Randy Dawn Armstrong it's bittersweet because that means she's growing and she's moving and she's continuing her walk with God. But it's sad because we won't be seeing her much anymore. And she's moving to Arkansas. And uh, that's going to be this Thursday, I believe. It's the 14th at the Family Life Center, 6 to 8 p.m. It's come and go, so not a lot of pressure on it. You don't have to sit and socialize for hours. So there goes one of your excuses for not showing up. You can just come and go. Just just give her a wave goodbye if that's all you got in you but uh and then our next event is tyc and that is youth conference and that is the 21st and the 22nd and so that is a wonderful time if you would like to go make sure to get in contact with brother steven or sister callan because register is uh registry is already open and so that's it sold out last year and so if you want to go make sure to get in contact and hurry up and do that as quickly as you can and then girls under 12 tea party is the 25th at 6 p.m. And the sign-up sheet for that is out in the foyer. Uh, Ladies United Fellowship. Ladies, can I get a woo-hoo? Woo-hoo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's going to be a great time. I hear, I hear all the time about those. That's on the 26th at 6.30 p.m. at Bratcher's Nursery. And the sign-up sheet for that is also out in the foyer. And then the next event we have for our youth after that is TCYC Youth Conference. And that is the 28th and the 29th. And if you need any information regarding that, please get in contact with Brother Stephen and Sister Count as well. And then our last announcement uh, for this month is our mission pledge deadline is the 31st of this month. So just make sure to get that turned in before that date. If you would now, let's stand up. Who's excited? To be able to come to a house to worship God. Amen. I have a feeling that something's about to happen in this place here tonight. Y'all get that joke in just a second. But please feel free to have liberty here. Feel free to have freedom here. Because that's what the whole point of God coming out and giving us the freedom that we have. Is now His Spirit dwells within us. And we have the liberty to give God our praise, even if it doesn't match our circumstances. In Jesus' name, let's have some church. Something happens when I call your name. Something happens when I call your name. 
Something happens when I call your name. Something happens when I call your name. Something happens when I call your name. Something happens when I call your name. Something happens when I call your name. Something happens when I call your name. Something happens when I call your name. Something happens when I call your name. Something happens when I call your name. Something happens when I call your name. How many know that's true? When you call on the name of the Lord, nothing stays the same. Hallelujah. Yes. Mountains. Mountains move. 
Sorry, it's so new. Um, we're about to go into a time of prayer, but when we do, I want to specifically, we want to specifically pray for these families. And if I butcher any of these names, I am so sorry. But the Bowden family, um, Roy has passed away. Carol Coward has leukemia and is in the hospital in Dallas for three to four weeks. Sister Dot, she needs a miracle. Jeremy Tornado needs a special prayer. Brandon Hutchins, liver failure and transplant. Andy Watson, Brenda Webb, Chaplain Steve Gibbs, Joe and Linda Peace, Norman Gilbert, Walt, and Andrea Irwin. And then also, we need prayers for Mildred and George Pratt. Brother and Sister John Proctor, Billy and Jeremy Tronado, Brother and Sister Arlton Bristow, Bob Bolton, Samantha Ford, Travis Lloyd, Lois Weems, Carol Hosh, Sharon Little, Billy Bolton, Don Howell, and Dennis Shannon. And I, I don't want these to just be names on a screen because these are so much more than just names. These are real people with real lives that have real needs. But thankfully, we serve, we serve a real God that has real miracles and really moves whenever we need him to. So if you have to pick out a specific name or a specific person, a specific need, whether that's sickness or family or health, and you just want to pray over all of these, just, just, just remember that these are real people. And these are really needs that we need to pray for. God, I'm so bad at reading. <laughs> Sister Mary Lou, she has a really bad headache. And then Monica Helm, she has cancer. These two specifically, it's so, there's a contrast. There's a bad headache, and then there's cancer. But both of these people are still the Lord's child. Both of these people are still part of our Christian family. And both of these people are still so important to God. And I don't want any prayer request to ever go unimportant because it's not unimportant. Whether it's a healing in your ankle or a healing in your life or a healing from addiction, anything that you need, please come down to the front. And I urge you, if you have a need, please come down because these altars are where you're supposed to be. If you need prayer, if you need someone to pray for you, we have people that will. We have strong pillars that will. And as we go into prayer, Lord, I pray for these people in these names, Lord. Lord, I pray that you are a God of movement and you are a God that does whatever you need to do to bring us closer to you, Lord. There is nothing that you do that we should ever take for granted, Lord, because, Lord, you are a God of movement, and I can never say that enough, Lord. You move in our situations, and you move in our lives, Lord, and I know that you will move here today in anything, in any need that we need, Lord. Thank you so, so much, Lord, for being a God of provision. Jehovah Jireh, Lord, you give, and you give, and you give, Lord. Lord, as we go into this prayer, Lord, as we go into this next song, Lord, let us give back, Lord. 
Let us just give back, Lord. Oh, oh, oh. 
of his name, your situation can change. Yes, hallelujah. We don't got to go out there and do some funky stuff. Just at the mention of his name, your situation can change. We serve an awesome God. He is so mighty and so powerful and so holy. Oh, at this time, we'll have our ushers come to take the tithe and offering. give him enough honor and we cannot give him enough thanks Jesus right now God I pray that your spirit would continue to move as it already has Jesus Lord I pray that you would bless this offering you would bless these givers Lord you would bless the tithes you would bless the offering God you would touch each and every one of these people spiritually emotionally physically and mentally God in Jesus name I plead the blood of Jesus over this offering in Jesus name amen Same. 
towards the end of that song so I could have breath to preach. <laughs> and God caught me real quick and said, remember who gave you that breath, son? And so it's going to be one of those type of nights. I'll tell you right now, he has been up front and direct, and we're ready for it. Amen? I want to give, first let's give a hand clap of honor for our praise team, our youth praise team. They are no ordinary young people. 
That is for sure. And so I am proud to be able to serve them. And I'm honored to be able to minister from this pulpit tonight. You may be seated. We'll move straight into it. And so tonight, it's going to sound, I think a little bit whenever I get started, it's going to sound a little similar to last Youth Sunday, which was all of two weeks ago. And it could be, it could be, honestly, this could be almost like a sequel to um, a few weeks ago, but it is a direct result of what God has been working on in my life, of something he's been speaking to me, and I know for a fact somebody is going to leave here impacted, changed, and uplifted. What you came in here looking for, God has it for you here tonight. I believe that in Jesus' name. And so I'll go ahead and throw the uh, title up here. It is, let's get that title slide. I like looking at it. The Lies of the Serpent and the ministry of the microphone. And so a microphone, it's a vital yet underappreciated instrument used in mass communication. It's an instrument that's usually never thought of, it's never thanked, it's never given an ovation, but if the microphone does not do its job, does not work properly, the entire show comes to a stop. If I were to not use this microphone anymore, I but... You'll walk out of the service talking about how great the music was, talking about hopefully the preaching was pretty good, but you never talk about, well, I'm glad that microphone worked. I'm glad that microphone did what it was supposed to do. Nobody is probably going to say that. But the microphone, if not doing its job, the entire show falls apart. And so the title of my message, as we saw, is The Lies of the Serpent and the Ministry of the microphone, if we could all pray at this moment, if you could extend your hand to this pulpit and pray that I'm able to minister this word exactly how God is wanting for us to minister. Father, we feel your presence in this place here tonight. We know that you are here. We know that you are ready to move. And God, I pray that I'm able to do exactly what you're wanting me to do and I'm able to get out of your way. Lord, I pray that I'm able to be a microphone, God, of your kingdom and allow you to speak through me and let somebody leave here changed. In Jesus' name we pray, and everybody say, amen. amen. If I could be, can I be transparent with you guys? Okay. So constantly something that I fight is it's the battle of not being good enough. And somebody might, they might, you know, you might, you know, understand that. You might fight the same battle that I, I fight the battle of not feeling like I'm a good enough preacher, that I'm not a good enough leader that I'm not a good enough person. I'm not saying this for you to come up to me afterwards to tell me all these things. I won't stop you. But that's not the reason. I'm being transparent because I want to get some common ground with this today to let you know that just because I'm behind a pulpit doesn't mean I'm not fighting things and that the enemy does not come after me. But so I fight this. I fight this insecurity about not being good enough. And I was talking to God about it recently and I was letting God have it. And I was talking, I said, you know, in the enemy, the devil, he's been, he's been lying to me and he's been telling me that I'm, not, that I'm not good enough. And, and God stopped me and said, no, no. No, he wasn't lying. And he said, he, he was telling the truth. And so he goes, but he's only telling you the part of the truth that he wants you to hear. You see, you see because the devil is known, and he's referred to as the father of lies, meaning he's pretty good at the whole lying thing. He's got it figured out. You have to be pretty good at it to be referred to as the father of of lies to be considered the father of lies so for Satan to tell a lie he has to first know the truth 
And that is so to ensure that he does not, whatever he is speaking to you, he has to make sure that he's not telling you the truth. So he has to first know the truth and make sure that he goes against what the truth is, meaning that the enemy knows the truth. Like when Lucifer convinced Eve to eat of the forbidden tree, he took God's command, he took God's word, and then just slightly misquoted it, leading to confusion in Eve's mind and leading her to act in the wrong way. And what this tells me is that when God speak, when God spoke to Eve, Satan was listening. When God speaks to you, Satan is listening. When God speaks a promise in your life, the devil is listening. Whenever, the, whenever God speaks a promise, speaks a blessing, speaks something in your life, a command, an instruction, the enemy is also listening. And he is waiting and he's going to take that word and bring it back to you at a later time to try to convince you of something different than what God meant when he said it to you. And so that's what Satan does to this day. That's how Satan has convinced me. That's how Satan has convinced you and countless other people to believe his lies. Because Satan does not lie with the intention of you identifying it as a lie. He lies to you, bringing it forward as if it were truth. Oftentimes using some of the truth, sometimes he uses 50% of the truth, 75%, 95%, even 95% or 99% of the truth. But then there's the 1%, there's the little bit where maybe he will decide to change it a little, misquote it a little like he did with Eve, or maybe omit or leave out part of the truth altogether, transforming and perverting what was once the truth spoken by God and is now nothing more than a lie disguised as a truth. And these lies are oftentimes close to home. I don't think that the enemy is going to come up to me and lie to me and tell me, nobody thinks you're a good bull rider. I'll be like, I believe it. (laughs) I ain't a lie. He's not going to come to you with something that's not close to you. That's not your insecurity. That's not something that you're fighting with. But he's going to come after you and lie to you about something that's already insecure in yourself. Already something that's weak in yourself. Already something that you are aware that you have a fault in. He's going to come in with a lie to attack that very thing. And this can sound hopeless, but there is a way to distinguish the lies of the enemy. And it's found first in John 14 and 6, where Jesus said to them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus reveals that not only does he know the truth, but he is the truth. And then if you look at John 8, 32, we're jumping up a few. It says, when you know the truth, the truth will set you free. So knowing that Jesus is the truth because of his own words, you can put Jesus right there in the beginning of John 8. So if you know the truth, the truth shall set you free. If you know Jesus, Jesus will set you free. If you know the truth, which is Jesus, he is going to set you free when you know truly what is being said by the one who is truth himself. So knowing that Jesus is the truth, we can put that name into that scripture and know that Jesus, his truth, his identity, his word will set you free, free from the lies of the enemy, free from your bondage, free from the thoughts telling you that you're never gonna get out of your storm. When you know Jesus, you know the truth. When you know Jesus, victory is around the corner. When you know Jesus, there is freedom within your grasp. But that freedom is only found In Jesus, and when we begin to experience thoughts that condemn us, we don't need to try to dissect those thoughts ourselves. 
But we need to take those thoughts. We need to take those words because we know that thoughts and those words only come from two different places, from above or from below. And so when you have a thought that's condemning you, you don't need to try to figure it out yourself, but you need to take this word, take this thought and take it right to the source. Take it to God. Say, God, did you say this? God, is this your word or is this you telling me? And he's going to say, no, 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 no. He said, I did not come to this world to condemn, but I came to save. Let me make it personal. I did not come to condemn you, but I came to save you. And that's found in John 3, 17. For God did not send his son to the world to judge the world or condemn the world, but so that the world might be saved through him. So yes, my salvation may shed a little light on your weakness, but I'm not just going to leave it at that. But with that light, with that shining on the weakness, I'm going to show you a way out. Mm. And that way is through Jesus. That way is only found in Jesus. So let's jump back to what we were talking about earlier. I was talking to Jesus and I was, I was telling God about how the enemy was lying to me and telling me I wasn't good enough. And he says, no, the devil, he wasn't lying. He said, you alone, you're not good enough. But that's why I'm here. You alone are not a good enough preacher, but that's why I'm here. You alone are not a good enough leader, but that's why I'm here. You alone are not a good enough person, but that is why I'm here. Because you see, I am the vine, and you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Then he began to show me how before I fully submitted to God that I was not able to speak in front of my college speech class without wanting to throw up and wanting to be nervous and anxious. So I ended up taking an online speech class because I could not speak in front of people. God began to show me how I, I, I don't even say I used to, I still struggle reading out loud in front of people. That I stumble over words, I miss sentences, I cannot read in front of people. And then God also began to show me how I was diagnosed with attention deficit disorder or ADD in high school. And I was never able to focus enough to do schoolwork or to do homework. Then he began to say to me, Stephen, you are the only reason you can even speak a word in front of my people. You are the only reason you can even put a sermon together. I am the only reason you can do anything. So no, you by yourself on your own, you are not good enough. Yes, you are my creation. Yes, I love you. But just like Adam, if you don't put yourself into my hands and let me breathe my life into you, breathe my breath into you, you will not be able to do anything, but you will only be dust. So whenever you have, whenever you put everything into my hands and you let me have control, then and only then will you be good enough. Stephen, you are nothing but a microphone of heaven to be picked up and to be spoken through. We have every eye closed right now and every hand lifted that we pray to be microphones of heaven right now. Father, God, I pray that we are able to be microphones of heaven, Lord. That we don't try to hold on to anything for ourselves, but we give everything to you. Saying, God, I want to be useful, God. I want to be a profitable servant, God. I want to be used. And that means, God, I need you to speak through me, God, so they can hear your words through me. Whoever I come in contact with, God, let them hear you and not me. Oh, in Jesus' name, everyone say amen. You are a chosen instrument. That's all we are. That's all we are called to be. We are nothing more than a microphone of God. You see, a microphone, it needs a power source. Something that gives the microphone its power to be able to receive 
and then transmit what is being spoken into it. It's a cycle. It's a routine. It's a lifestyle where the microphone is connected to a power source. It's charged all night. It's charged all week. And then whenever it's needed, the microphone is taken by the operator to go where it's needed to be used. And then the operator speaks into the microphone, putting out audio frequencies spoken from the operator. And then it responds by sending those frequencies or words out into the air to be heard by the intended audience. So it's crucial for a microphone to be charged in order to be properly used. But the thing is, a dead microphone looks a lot like a regular microphone. If you look at a microphone, you look at these up here, you wouldn't be able to tell which one was charged, which one was dead. But the difference is in the output. The difference is the fruits of the labor. In Matthew seven sixteen says, you will know them by their fruits. I've been there and I know that I'm not the only one. And maybe it's somebody here tonight that they've gotten disconnected from God, that you haven't gotten attached to that power source in a, a quite a bit of time and you begin to get drained. You begin receiving instead of the word, instead of the power of God that gives you power. Instead, you start receiving the lies of the enemy, the lies of the serpent. And instead of receiving power, now it is draining the power from you and you grow weak and you grow drained and you grow defeated. It took probably maybe everything in you just to get dressed, just to walk into this church. But to prevent people from thinking something's wrong, you you get dressed, you do you do the motions because a dead microphone doesn't look much different than a charged microphone. We do the same to make sure we look like every other microphone, like everyone else on the outside, but there is no output. We have no fruit. We have no production leading to us having a downward spiral of feeling more and more worthless and more and more powerless. And we leave the church service wondering what can God even do for me because I'm able to do nothing. If that's you tonight, you need to make up in your mind that I'm tired of feeling drained. I'm tired of feeling tired, but I'm getting to the power source. I'm getting connected to the charger. I need Acts 1 and 8 to be a reality in my life. I need power to fall over my body whenever the Spirit has come upon me. That when you get into his presence and connected to the source, you will receive that power to be the microphone of God in your family in your friend group, in your workplace, wherever you go, they are needing a microphone of God. And the only way you can be that microphone is getting connected to the power source first. Then you can produce fruit. Then you can produce power. Then you can produce the word of God spoken to you. Matthew eleven twenty eight says, Come to me all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. We try to find rest. We try to find power. We try to find all these things and something else. We try to take vacations to get power. We try to take vacations to receive rest. And we go and we wonder why we come back from vacation drained. Oftentimes we take our vacations through Sundays. That's not in the notes, as you probably could tell. But we go and we feel tired and we feel drained. And so we take a space away from the one who could give us the power and we look for it in the world. But then when we get, we get dead enough, when we get so drained where there's nothing else for, left for us to do, and we finally say, you know what? There's got to be something in God. I got to lift my hands during this worship song that I normally wouldn't worship during. I got to go to the front when I normally won't go to the front. And when you do, you start feeling 
that power. You start feeling that power source connecting to you and giving you what you need. And then you walk into Monday and you're not as negative as you used to be. You're not saying the same old things you used to say. You're not watching the things you used to watch because you have something different empowering you. You have something different giving you that source of energy. And that is the only place that you can find it in is God. When you get into his presence, every lie from the enemy is going to begin to evaporate from your mind. Every single one of us walked in here experiencing a lie from the enemy. Big or small, something telling you something different than what God has told you in the past. Whether it's a complete contradiction, whether it's something slightly changed, whether it's something, whatever it is that is keeping you from moving directly forward into the will of God is a lie. Every lie saying that your health is never going to improve. Every lie saying that you won't see your kids walk back through those doors. Every lie saying that you've done too much for God to still love you. Every lie will have to die when the truth reveals himself. And God is ready to reveal himself to you tonight if everyone could stand up. And God is ready to reveal himself if you are ready to see his glory. If you are ready to see his power, he is ready with open arms saying, come to me. If you're tired, come to me. If you're weary, come to me. If you need something more, because I have something more. And he is ready to receive it. All you have to do is come in and say, God, I need you. God, I'm sorry for what I've done before. I'm sorry for not listening to you. I'm sorry for finding strength in the world. But God, I need a strength that's not going to leave me. I need a strength that's not going to forsake me. But God, I need a strength that will get me through the week. In Jesus' name, there's going to be... We here? All right. The ministry of the microphone. (laughs) There's going to be people that you encountered this week or that are going to need you to be the microphone of God. That they're not going to hear the voice of God on their own. They're not going to read the Bible on their own. They're They're not going to go to church on their own. But you will be the living epistle. That you will be the living letter. That you will be the church for that person. You will be the voice of God for that person. You're going to be the microphone of heaven to somebody this week. They need to hear the word of God. They need to hear an encouraging word. They need to hear that there is hope. But how can they hear it if their microphone is dead? If the microphone has been lied to, if it's been convinced that they are worthless, that they are powerless and that they are useless. But tonight's the night that we hear the truth that we experience the truth, that we receive the truth, that we walk in the truth. And everybody say who that truth is. Jesus! Only name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. The only name that can give us power. The only name that can forgive our sins. The only name that can give us the power to stand up when we just want to lay down. The only name that can give us the power to move forward when we want to run backwards. The only name that will give you what you need here tonight is the only name that can give you that. You don't have to leave this building believing a single lie from the enemy anymore. God is here. He's wanting to speak to you. He's wanting to tell you who you are and who he is wanting you to be. And these altars are open right now. For somebody who is sick and tired of hearing a lie from the enemy, who is sick and tired of hearing 
that they aren't good enough, who is sick and tired of hearing that they're never going to make it, who is sick and tired of hearing that their prayer is never going to be answered. I'm here to tell you tonight that God is here to say, listen, that is not of me, but I have spoken a word that my promises are yay and amen, and I am here to move in your life tonight. I'm here to deliver tonight. If only you will receive me, only if you will connect to me, then I will move in your life and you will see what I've been wanting to do this whole time. And so, Father, I pray right now that every person in here gets connected to you. That we don't walk out of here, God, with any more lies in our hearts. That we don't walk out of here, God, discouraged from the lies of the enemy. But we put our foot down and we say, I'm not listening to that voice anymore. But I'm turning my ear to heaven. I'm saying, God, would you want to speak to me? I'm going to hear it. What you want me to do, God, I'm going to do it. And whenever I walk into work tomorrow, they're not going to hear my voice. They're going to hear you, God. They're going to hear your joy. They're going to hear your peace, your virtue, God. Nothing of me will be left, God, because I'm nothing but a microphone. so long to believe it that you choose someone like me to carry your victory perfection could never earn it you give what we don't deserve it you take the Jesus has given me 
service and I was praying and sometimes when I leave altar services I have a headache and I'm drained and I'm and I'm tired and I've got the Holy Ghost headache and 
a minister comes up to me. I'm not sure who he was. He said, you're too tight. I said, you're too tight. Said, you need to relax. And so I'm keeping my eyes closed. And he said, okay, breathe in the Holy Ghost right now. He goes, now, do you feel it? And I and begin to kind of feel a little bit more of the spirit moving after I relaxed. He said, now, I need you to hear what God has to say to you. And so we get caught up sometimes in almost wrestling with God in the altar call and struggling and fighting that we don't ever truly hear what he's wanting to say because we're wrestling with him. But right now, God has something to speak to somebody here, if not everybody here tonight. And so I want every eye closed. I want your face relaxed. I want your shoulders relaxed. I want your hands lifted. And I want you right now as the music plays, as the song continues to play, that we begin to breathe in the Holy Ghost. That we begin to breathe in His Spirit. We begin to breathe in that rest He's wanting to give you, that charge He's wanting to give us. And when we begin to do that, He's going to reveal to you, He's going to show you something that you have been looking for, something that somebody else maybe needs, something that you needed. But God is going to speak to you right now. Father, we pray. You are my champion. We feel your presence. We don't wrestle Giants with you, God. When you stand. And we don't struggle with your spirit. Everybody but God, we surrender completely, God. I am We've laid everything down. And I surrender you to your hands. Confidence for you to breathe into my spirit, to breathe life, to breathe restoration, to breathe healing, to breathe wisdom. And right now I receive it. to do is listen and to follow his voice and 
going to make it. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining and supporting the youth here this week. And we believe that we're all going to have a victorious week. In Jesus' name, thank you.